so we have, there's opportunities for Wednesday, I believe they're on the screen there. We will be having normal activities again this Wednesday. And um, for TCC announcements and alerts, you can go to our Facebook page. All the details are on there. Um, or you, we can also put you on our email list. That would be great, too. Um, next Sunday, I will be giving more of an update about the building and where we're at and, uh, and so forth. Today, I'm not going to get into that too much, except to say that, that we'll be looking at that more, maybe putting some things online as well. Um, I talked with jo or actually Joyce Cook this morning. We've been in, connected with George and Joyce since they were here a few weeks ago because they're in uh, Rankin Inlet in the northwest corner of uh, Hudson Bay today. He has the, they asked him to stay over for the Sunday morning service this morning. Joyce said it's like 20 degrees below zero there now, so she said enjoy the spring in Minnesota. <laughs> Uh, but things are really, she said it was dry there, very dry, spiritually dry. And uh, she said there's been, there's been like a reviving happening there the last few days. She said to keep praying because uh, that's, what, that's what's needed, of course, there. But uh, I, I, when she answered, I said, he is risen. And then... She said, victorious and glorious were her first words. thought that was kind of neat. Tithes and offerings, we have the box on the shelf there by the sound booth that uh, we put our tithes and offerings in. We'll have prayer over those now, and also we're going to pray for Bud Sorheim. He's in the hospital in Fargo, probably going to be having a procedure today or tomorrow. Uh, so, Lord, we do. We lift up Bud before you. We just ask for your peace to be over him. Uh, and even through this time of the procedure, Lord, that it would be successful, and that it would be a real help to him in his physical body. We just pray for him, spirit, soul, and body right now. In the name of Jesus, as a church family, we, we do that. In Jesus' name. And Lord, as we give our tithes and offerings unto you, our great high priest, who is now risen into, in the heavenly places, Lord. Lord, we give as unto you with a cheerful heart. We're so thankful that we can uh, proclaim our trust in you by giving of our tithe and offerings. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's get to the word here. Our message for today, the empty cross. And we have a cross before us. This is the one that Mark made that we've had in the other sanctuary there. Um, Mark and I carried it from the, it was in storage in the, we call it the music room off stage there from in the sanctuary. I carried it over here, and then Mark went to do something, and I just sat where Artis is there now, I believe. 
And I had a moment. I mean, all of a sudden, it just, I mean, I was sitting right there that close. And I think it was something about maybe carrying it in, too. But it just hit me in a deep way, a deep place, the significance of that cross of Jesus and what it means for us. Tim mentioned my dad, and it's interesting. I was thinking of him just before he said that, uh, and again with the cross, uh, because of this cross, I'm going to see my dad again. My dad, last time he was in church was 15 years ago on Easter Sunday. He was in church whenever he could possibly make it physically. He was there right up until it was two weeks before he passed away. Two Sundays later, he he uh, passed to heaven. It was 15 years ago. That's true of all of our loved ones that have transitioned. Because of the cross... And the cross of Jesus is the crux, it's the most crucial part of his life on earth. And now it must be the crux of our lives as well. Let's read the passage from Luke 24. Now on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they, they and certain other women with them came to the tomb, bringing the spices which they had prepared. But they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Then they went in and did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And it happened, as they were greatly perplexed about this, that, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. Then as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and the third day rise again. And they remembered his words. And as we learn about Jesus' life and what he did on this earth, we see that he did many wonderful things while he was here in the flesh. And by defeating death, Jesus proved his claim to deity. By rising from the grave, he put into motion his redemptive work on Calvary. Jesus' resurrection separates Christianity from all other religions. The resurrection points toward the future resurrection of all of us. All of us who believe in him. The crux of Christianity is the cross. 1 Corinthians 1.18, the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are headed for destruction. But we who are being saved know it is the very power of God. This week, you can put that picture up. These pictures are a little bit hard to see on here, but you probably saw this picture this last week. And this is, I'm quoting from CBN News here, the world watched in horror on Monday as the Notre Dame Cathedral went up in flames. Distraught Parisians gathered all around as the iconic structure glowed bright red and smoke filled the skies. 
Some bowed to pray in the streets as firefighters battled the blaze. An eyewitness said it was just heartbreaking to watch. The ladders were not tall enough. The hoses were not strong enough. The heat from the flames was felt even on the opposite side of the river scene. At the height of the fire, the cathedral spire that marked the Paris skyline toppled from the intense flames. For centuries, Notre Dame Cathedral has stood as the heart of French identity and a symbol of global Christianity, surviving the French Revolution, two world wars, and Nazi occupation. The Christian landmark has stood for nearly 900 years. Despite the loss, there is relief at what was saved. And then you probably, you may have seen this picture. It's of the cross in the cathedral, and it still stands. This poignant photo from inside, continuing with CBN News here. This poignant photo from inside shows that the cross and the altar are still standing, along with a crown of thorns said to be from the crucifixion of Jesus. That's the end of that article from CBN. But there it stood, and it stands. For us and for believers around the world, the cross, it's the main thing. The cross is more than a historical event. It's more, much more than a piece of jewelry, of fashion jewelry. The cross is the core of the gospel. It is the center point of human history and of God's great salvation. The cross is a bridge that connects a loving God to a lost human race. The Roman Empire used crosses to torture, humiliate, eliminate criminals and their political enemies. God uses, he used the cross to conquer our spiritual enemies, sin, Satan, and death. God turned this terrible means of torture into a symbol of hope and salvation for the world. On the cross, Jesus became your and my substitute for judgment, condemnation, and punishment. On the cross, he paid the price for our sin, and that price is eternal death. The gift that Jesus brings to us is eternal life. Let's look at Romans 6, starting in verse 3. Or have you forgotten that all of us who were immersed into union with Jesus, the anointed one, were immersed into union with his death? Sharing in his death by our baptism means that we were co-buried and entombed with him so that when the Father's glory raised Christ from the dead, we were also raised with him. We have been co-resurrected with him so that we could be empowered to walk in the freshness of new life. For since we are permanently grafted into him to experience a death like his, then we are permanently grafted into him to experience a resurrection like his and the new life that it imparts. Could it be any clearer that our former identity is now and forever 
deprived of its power. For we were co-crucified with him to dismantle the stronghold of sin within us so that we would not continue to live one moment longer submitted to sin's power. Obviously, a dead person is incapable of sinning, and if we were co-crucified with the anointed one, we know that we will also share in the fullness of his life. Hallelujah. And then that scripture that Dan read so well earlier, and again from the the Passion Translation, my old identity has been co-crucified with Messiah and no longer lives for the nails of the cross crucified me with him. And now the essence of this new life is no longer mine for the anointed one lives his life through me. We live in union as one. My new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God who loves me so much that he gave himself for me and dispenses his life into mine. Oh, what a great redemption. Oh, what a great salvation. Oh, what a wonderful Savior, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. In the Amplified Bible, Isaiah 53, 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our guilt and iniquities. The chastisement needed to obtain peace and well-being for us, that's for you, was upon him. And with the stripes that wounded him, we are healed. And made whole. There's healing flowing through this place right now. Receive. Receive it. We were condemned and sentenced to death for our sin, but then our Heavenly Father paid the penalty for us by sending His Son to die on the cross as our substitute. By His just and righteous judgment in the highest court of the universe, we, in his eyes, died with his son. No more condemnation. Say that. No more condemnation. Say it again. No more condemnation. Romans 5.8. But God demonstrated his love toward us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. The cross, which was the place of death, became the place of eternal life. The cross is the aspect that we might call the crux, the crux of the matter concerning Jesus' person and work. The cross of Jesus, the old rugged cross, And now the empty cross is the most crucial aspect of Jesus' life and ministry. If it wasn't for the cross, we would not have salvation. It's the crux of his time on earth. The words crucial and crux both have their root in the same Latin word, 
for Christ, and that's the word crux. They have come into the English language with their current meanings because the concept of the cross is at the very center and core of Christianity. In a very real sense, the cross is, like we've said, it's the essence of the ministry of Jesus. And this was the view of the Apostle Paul. In his first letter to the church at Corinth, Paul made a statement about the importance of the cross to the entirety of the Christian faith. In 1 Corinthians 2, we read, And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Paul was a man who was highly educated. Even so, he said that the focal point of his teaching, of his preaching, in ministry among the Christians was simply Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's what Paul was doing when he told the Corinthians he had determined to know nothing except Christ crucified. And it's obvious that Paul knew all kinds of things about the person and work of Jesus. He desired to teach the Corinthians about the deep things and character and nature of, of God the Father. But he planned to instruct them about the person and work of the Holy Spirit. And he would teach them many other things and go beyond the immediate scope of Christ's work on the cross. So why then did he say this? Well, Paul was saying that in all of his teaching, in all of his preaching, in all of his ministry activity, the central point of importance was the cross. As a teacher, he was saying to his students, don't ever forget the cross, because it was on the cross, through the cross, and by the cross, that our Savior performed his work of redemption. It was through the cross that he brought salvation to his people for eternity. Now I'm going to have you help, you, have you help me sing part of the message here today. We'll have some more after this, but we're going to sing the old rugged cross. It's a hymn that was written over 100 years ago, 107 years ago, by George Bernard. But it speaks of the writer's adoration of Christ and his sacrifice at Calvary. And let's just, let's just let's sing this together now. The words shall be on the screen. On a hill. Far away stood an old rugged cross, the emblem of suffering and shame. And I love that old cross where the dearest and best for a world of lost sinners. So I'll cherish the old rugged cross Till my trophies at last I lay down I will cling to the old rugged cross And exchange it some day 
song why don't you just come up to now but here's the really important part of the message as we prepare for that last song there here's the question is the cross or we might say is Jesus we'll say the cross the crux of my life is the cross the crux of your life. Crux, Merriam-Webster Dictionary, the main or central feature. Is the cross the crux of your family? Is it the most important part, the main or central feature of your family, of your employment, of your business, of our church, of anything in our lives or 
Are you the crux? You might say your way, the main and central feature of your life is your family, your employment, your business, the church, your church. We want Jesus to be there, don't we? See, we're talking about things that would take a place more important or central than God and the things of the Spirit. You know, Jesus said in Luke 9, we read it, Then he said to them all, If anyone wants to come with me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. Lord, we thank you for the revelation of this today. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life because of me will save it. What is a man benefited if he gains the whole world, yet loses or forfeits himself? We want Jesus and the cross to be at the center point in the mission that Josiah was singing about. Bringing that word of the cross, proclaiming, that's what that word preaching, it isn't just for somebody sitting behind a pulpit like this. It's for all of us to be out there proclaiming the cross of Jesus. If you haven't received yourself today, please receive him now. Just ask him, say, Jesus, I'm yours. I turn from my way, I turn to your way. One of the ways that we could apply the statement of Jesus we just read is that the cross in our lives, it can be any place where the will of God is crosswise to what my will would be. So what we do, do we do in these situations that do occur in life? Yes, they do occur. Do I go ahead with my way? Do I keep the focus, me as the center point for my life? my family, my business, even the church, my plans, or do I humbly submit to God's plan day by day, day by day, day by day? Yeah, my day, the hours ahead, what I'm going to do this week, this month, this year, this summer, what are my plans? Is the cross the crux of the matter? Jesus died for us. Now we must live for him. Now we want or desire to live for him. You do, don't you? 2 Corinthians 5 says, For it is Christ's love that fuels our passion and motivates us. Because we are absolutely convinced that he has given us his life for all of us. This means all died with him. So that those who live should no longer live life self-absorbed. Self-absorbed lives, but lives that are poured out for him. 
the one who died for us and now lives again. The thing is this. As we grow up in the Lord, we come to realize that his ways are the very best for us. The longer we serve him, the more we know that. As I grow in my walk with him, my desires will more and more line up with his. But we must take those daily steps, those moment-by-moment steps in the direction of his will for us. The more we get to know our God, the more we realize that our time, that over time, we will have understanding of things that are currently confusing us. I'm going to read that again. The more we get to know our God, the more we realize that over time, we will have understanding of things that are currently confusing us. But we can also have faith if we don't have total understanding. While in this life on earth, we will one day. In the meantime, we live our lives as though we trust him by faith. Because he is, say it with me, trustworthy. Say it, trustworthy. Galatians 6.14 My only boast is in the crucifixion of the Lord Jesus, our Messiah. In him I have been crucified to this natural realm. And the natural realm is dead to me and no longer dominates my life. Jesus now dominates our life. Amen. We're going to have something up here we're going to say together. Can you read that? I'll I'll just say it and you can repeat it. Jesus, I want you to be the Lord of my life today and forever. Amen. Hallelujah. This week, it was, I think, Tuesday or Wednesday morning, I was listening to a CD that Dan and Chris and their family put together some years ago and I had this I had the message in my heart you know and just going over the message and and this song came up that we're going to sing now and it so flows with what we were just talking about here now and it's called my life is not my own I'm going to ask you to stand let's stand together and let's let's sing this song together
so blessed in this congregation, this church family. You know, there's going to be more songs. There's going to be a resurrection for some of songwriting, of song. Oh, yeah! Yep. Resurrection of songs. Resurrection of songs. Resurrection of songs. Yes! some here this morning that have been in a, in a place where just what we were talking about you need to get back to that place where you're going his way Jesus at one point was the crux of your life the cross was but it's kind of slipped and you know just like it says in the parable of the sower the cares of this life even riches sometimes, but it can be both ways with that. Financial problems or prosperity can lead us in wrong ways if we don't have it in the right place in our life. But many other things, many other activities, isn't that right? In life, wow. But it's the day. He's right there. He's right there. He was there all the time, but he's there right now for you. You just turn to him and, and ask him to receive you new and afresh, and you give yourself to him anew and afresh today. If you'd like prayer with that, we'll be up here for that too. Or to receive Jesus as your Savior. And we are his missionaries now going out. That song that Josiah shared there, we're going to go till the end with that and we know you're with us to the end and so we pray this and say this all now in Jesus name and everyone in agreement said Amen God bless you
Dama. <laughs>